Good morning and welcome to church. My name is Simeon and I have the great opportunity this morning of sharing God's word with you. Wherever you are on the couch, in your bed, um, wherever it may be in the world, um, I'm so expectant um, to hear from God um, and to, to share his message with you today. These last couple of weeks, we have been going through the series called Conversations with Jesus. And in it, we've looked at um, the Gospels. Um, we've looked at key moments where Jesus had um, impactful conversations with people. We've seen how he has interacted with people, how he has shown compassion, um, how he has exposed hearts, um, spoke truth, um, convicted people, um, and, and in so doing um, has brought brought so much freedom um, as we've learned from him. And this morning I have the, the great um, privilege of sharing another conversation. And this isn't a conversation that Jesus had with, with any mere man, um, but with his arch nemesis, with the devil himself. So our conversation will come from Luke chapter 4, um, and we'll look at the first 13 verses. Um, I'm going to read this for us. Um, you can follow along on the screen or in your Bibles. I'll be reading from the ESV. And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. For 40 days being tempted by the devil, and he ate nothing during those days. And when they were ended, he was hungry. The devil said to him, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered him, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. And the devil took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time and said to him, to you, I will give all this authority and their glory for it has been delivered to me and I give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. And Jesus answered him, it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. And he took him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you. And on their hands, they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. And then Jesus answered him, it is said, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much that wherever we are in, in whatever circumstance we find ourselves, that we can know that your word is true, is unchanging, and is faithful. And through it, you, you bring us so, so, so much hope. So I pray this morning, um, this evening, this, this, this afternoon, whenever we hear this word, that we may know that um, you speak so clearly to us through it. So Holy Spirit, give us ears to hear what you want to say to us through your word. And give us eyes to see the glory of Christ. Now, from this text... I want to share three main thoughts. Um, I want to share about the voice of the tempter. I want to share about um, the heart of the tempted. 
and then I'm going to share about the, the desires of the triumphant. Now, as we look at the text, I want to take us to um, the beginning of the Bible, because this is the first place that we find this character, uh, the devil, and it'll give us some necessary context to understand what's happening in this passage, um, because we're looking at temptation, and, and, and as people that are so easily tempted, um, we want to see what Jesus does um, and how that will change our hearts. So we find the devil in the Garden of Eden. Um, it's about chapter 3 of Genesis. And we see him interact with our first parents, um, Adam and Eve. Um, God had just created them um, and given them the world to enjoy with one command. Um, do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And now the devil comes in at that moment, subtly to deceive. He comes to Eve and says, um, did, did God really say? Um, the, 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 the tempter comes with his voice, his, his sharp tongue, um, and he tries to deceive Eve. Um, do, you, do you not want to be like God? Don't, don't you want to choose for yourself uh, what is good and evil? Um, what, why would God want to keep things away from you? And he deceives both of them, Adam and Eve. They disobey and fall into sin. And from that moment, every person born, except one, has had a heart predisposed towards sinning um, and towards rebellion with God. And this is the, the tempter and his deception. So this is his voice speaking, and this is the necessary context because now we come again and, and the devil has had opportunities in heaven um, to converse with God, but this is um, in God's own turf. And now he comes to earth. Now he has an opportunity to, to attack God himself in flesh. He thinks he's got the upper hand because Jesus has just come out of 40 days um, weak and hungry by the fast. But what's interesting is that the devil doesn't come with man-made weapons because you'd think your enemy is right in front of you. Um, just take him out. Bring a sword. Bring a spear. Um, shoot him for, with a bow and arrow from afar. Um, just take him out. But the devil's strategy is, is much, much more clever than that because he knows if he can turn the son of God and his desires away from the father then he wins so he comes not with man-made weapons but with a deceptive tongue once more and he comes to Jesus and says well Jesus you're hungry you've got needs um, and you've got the ability to to fulfill those needs just just turn these stones into bread like, you're the, you're the son of God. This should be easy for you. Um, well, the second temptation, he, he shows them all the kingdoms of the world. And like, says, Jesus, you're, you're supposed to be a king. Um, these kingdoms are mine. So let's do a quick exchange. It's very easy. Just, just bow down before me. That easy, and I will give everything to you. Or, or, the, or the third one, he takes Jesus to the pinnacle of the the pinnacle of a high temple. Um, and he says, you, you know, uh, God says that he will protect you. Um, 
and, and you are the son of God, so of course he will protect you. Not, not even one of your feet will, will hit a stone. Um, so so just, just prove yourself to be the son of God. Just jump off the temple. He will send his angels. That's what the word says. So the devil comes and he tempts Jesus. But now as we hear these temptations, I think we have to realize that temptations in and of themselves um, are universal, as we know. But, but the devil comes um, and he packages them differently um, according to the desires. Now I want to take us to James 1, and I'll just read verses 13 through 15 for us. Verse 13 says, let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one, but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Now there, I think we find the heart of temptation, the heart of what's going on here in this passage. The devil comes with his subtle, deceptive voice to try and take Jesus' desires, his eyes off of God um, and onto himself, onto the world. And, And then that sounds familiar because that's, that's what happens to us. Um, I, I'm thinking now of the first temptation, um, the, the temptation for God, just for, for Jesus, just to fulfill his, his physical needs. Um, how, how, how normal does that not sound? Um, we, we've got needs. We've got um, desires that need to be satisfied. And the devil so easily comes and says, this is normal. This is necessary just to fulfill this need. Um, and, it, and, and we want to jump to the extreme um, and think of these terrible sins, these addictions, where we try and just satisfy something within us, um, but it, it can be so subtle. I'm thinking about my own life. Um, I, I've realized in times of, of, of demotivation, um, of, of struggle, of despair, and, and this sounds comical, but I'll, I'd go buy a chocolate. And then in one sitting, five minutes, I'd, I'd finish that chocolate um, all by myself. And what it does is it, it kind of brings a satisfaction to a place where I know I'm not satisfied. So I'm looking for satisfaction because I know it lacks. Um, an old theologian once said that our hearts have this hole in them. Um, this God-shaped hole, and, and only God can fill it. And, and we fill it with everything except God. We look for satisfaction in, in our social circles. We look for satisfaction in food, um, in relationships. Um, we look for satisfaction in, in entertainment, that's just what we want to do. We want to be satisfied. It's, it's every person's desire is to be satisfied. But we, but we miss the mark. Now, now just think, I know in this time where in, in lockdown, it might become more evident. Because now you're at home, what are you going to do? You need to be satisfied. 
will you run to Netflix? Um, and, and will the devil then say, one more episode, one more episode, one more. And then the whole day is gone, and, and you've realized that there's still a gap in your heart, and you've been left unsatisfied. Something as simple as that. I looked at a stat recently that said, um, since the lockdown worldwide, Pornhub has had an 11% increase in viewers. Why? Because people are unsatisfied and they're looking for satisfaction. And that's one of the places that they run to. We have normal desires. The problem is we're looking for it in the creation, not the creator. Now let's look at the second temptation. The second temptation has to do with, with kingdoms. The devil comes to Jesus and says, all these kingdoms will be yours. Just bow down. And once again, um, this rings so true of our hearts. We want kingdoms. We want to be in control of kingdoms. Uh, we want to create for ourselves a kingdom. Um, and what's really sobering, I think, about this time, especially uh, the, this, this time of lockdown, of, um, of governments panicking, um, is that we realize kingdoms of this world have faulty foundations. Um, and things that we've put our trust in, the things that we thought might bring us that safety, that control, are starting to fall apart. People's health, running towards health as an idol, as a, as a kingdom, um, and you see that that doesn't work out. Riches, um, how easy it is to make a kingdom for yourself out of riches, because you can just buy what you want and form the world as you desire. Um, and, and so we bow down to that kingdom. And that's what the devil comes to Jesus and says, look at these kingdoms, they are all yours. Um, but the problem is the kingdoms of the world, they fail. They shake and they fail. Um, they are built up and within a week, they can crumble down. But we, we have a desire for a kingdom of our own. And now the third temptation we look at is, is the devil coming to Jesus and saying, um, just, just jump off and God will, will save you. And, and Jesus responds, he says, um, it is said, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Now, what he's saying here actually refers back to an, uh, an event in Israel's history where God had just saved Israel from Egypt, led them into the wilderness. They've seen amazing miracles he has just fed them with manna. And they get to a place where, where it's dry and they're thirsty and they start to grumble immediately. Like, God, why did you bring us here? We were better off in Egypt. Um, a deep mistrust and distrust in God's commands. So the Bible said God commanded them from place to place. He was leading them and they distrusted him and they grumbled and complained. And the temptation is so easily for us to grumble and complain when things don't go the way that they should. In this time especially, we are going, God, do you know what you are doing? If you are sovereign, why is this happening? And distrust grows in our hearts. We complain and we grumble because deep down, we think we would do better. If I were God, 
I would not let any of this happen. And my life would look differently if I were God. If I were in charge of my life, things would look different. It would be better. So the devil tempts us in these times. Look at what's happening around. Do you really trust God? And now, on, on that down note, um, I want to bring us to the true hero of the story, because I focus on us a lot now. Um, the true hero of the story is Jesus Christ. I, I want to show us um, how, how he responds to all of this. Because full of the Holy Spirit, out of the desert, out of the wilderness, he is tempted. And, and, and what comes out of him? But the word of God. And why is that? Well, because we've seen now that we sin and we're tempted when our desires are lured out and are born into sin. But what happens when Jesus is tempted? The word of God comes out of him. His desires are in line perfectly with God's. And he can respond with the word in each and every temptation that the devil gives him. And what he does is he stands then in our place because I look at my life and I know so many of us do and we, we know we've been tempted and we've sinned and we've failed. Well, Jesus didn't. Um, and in that moment, he stands in the place and he succeeds in every place, in every desire that fails in us, his is perfect. When, when, when the devil comes to him and says, Make, make bread. Jesus is actually saying, I want to be the bread for those that are lost, those that are hungry. So no. Because this bread has to be broken first to feed the hungry. And when the devil comes to him and says, look at all these kingdoms. I will give it to you. Just bow down. Jesus is saying, I am a king to my own kingdom that is not of this world. It will not shake. It will not falter. It withstands the test of time. And I am bringing the children of God into this kingdom. So no, I will not bow down. And then finally he's saying, well, well Jesus, um, just, just jump off the temple. Just listen to the word of God. Jesus is saying, I, I will not test God because I trust him fully. And that's what happens. When, when we believe these things of God, of Jesus Christ, he becomes the one that melts our hearts and our desires are turned towards him. And when that happens, we have the ability to say no to temptation because now I know my Jesus is my bread. He is my satisfaction. My Jesus is my king in this kingdom that belongs to him. And my Jesus, I can trust him because look at what he, gone, what he has gone through for, for my sake, broken on a cross because he loves me. How can I not trust him? In this time that you're going to have now in, this, in, in the lockdown, um, think about these things. Ask yourself the question, where are my desires? 
and then realize Jesus comes and he says, I will fulfill every single one of them. Let me pray for us. Our Father in heaven, we, we thank you so, so much for your word. We, we thank you that we can see Jesus Christ and, and what he did, um, living perfectly and then taking the punishment for us, those whose desires have been contrary to you. And now because of that, our hearts are melted. And I pray that we may grow in, in that love and our desires for him so that we may say no to every temptation and realize that every desire can be fulfilled in Jesus Christ. We pray this in your amazing name, the name above every name. Amen.